Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for May 8th, 2023. Going along and continuing this vein of thinking um, regarding the border situation, uh, Michael Yan, just some of his updates from this last week. Make the pandemic great again. Um, I am in the Darien Gap, which is where he, he was at, and I think he's coming back to uh, Texas this week. He says, I am in the Darien Gap, Panama, surrounded by malaria, dengue, fever, tuberculosis being imported to the United States and Canada every day. Americans who are not explicitly standing up against this are implicitly standing for it. Um, aliens are bringing this in by the thousands. Dengue, which is the dengue fever, is called break bone fever. Because when you get dengue... It feels like every bone in your body is broken. That's some really serious stuff. I've got a protocol for dengue. I've put it out before. Um, if you want it, just email me. I'll get it to you. Um, but including your eyes and your head. Tuberculosis is one of the deadliest diseases in human history. I, I put out my tuberculosis protocol last week. Malaria is coming your way as well. well I've got protocol for that too. Make the pandemic great again. Left wingers carry disease. And then he shows a picture that he took, because he's there, boots on the ground, mass migration brought to you by your sponsors. And it shows the the it shows UNICEF, which is basically the UN, the light blue flag. Then below it it says Gracias. Um in Spanish, I can't read it all, but and then it has the American flag. And then the, uh, I believe it's the European Union, yeah, and then the European Union flag under the American flag. So they're the sponsors for this mass invasion. And they're openly stating it. I mean, they're, they're uh, granted, you're not going to see this in the nightly news, but if you go down there and you look at their, this is on the outside of one of their tents. It has the UN and um, the American flag and then the um, European Union flag which is the, the dark blue with the gold stars in a, in a circle. Uh, gracias. And uh, I'm, I'm not... I took Spanish in high school, but I've it's been a long time. <laughs> so uh, Then the next report, Michael Yan, Americans constantly ask who is paying for the rape and murder invasion. The answer, you pay. And when the economy explodes and there are food shortages, this will transition from planet of the rapes to cannibal planet folks who have read my work for years know how dangerously accurate i tend to be year after year the conflict after conflict this will transition to straight up a kinetic war with massive all-out casualties ranging from serious diseases to bodies in the streets with blood running in the storm sewers uh you will see war you will see this war is my business see that's all he does all day long and he goes all over the planet unlike any person i've ever seen he is boots on the ground i mean phew. It's unbelievable. Um, then another one from Michael Yon. Incoming disease. Serious. These are like daily updates. Incoming disease. Serious diseases. Weaponized scabies are here in America. A friend with significant international medical experience sends this alert. I couldn't believe this one. Um, Thank you, Michael. I have a relative who is driving to a travel nursing assignment. En route, he spent one night in a reputable motel in the Southwest U.S. Okay, this was a reputable motel. Okay. He was on a travel nursing assignment. I mean, he's a traveling nurse. He spent one night in a reputable motel. 
in the southwest U.S. About two to three days later, he developed a case of scabies, mite infection. Okay, the same is the seven-year itch derives from scabies. Yeah, he has been treated with the standard treatments, topical permethrin from head to toe for eight hours, which is very toxic, potentially cancer-causing medication. Everything they're going to give you, from a drug standpoint, all the drugs have side effects. Every one of them, okay? This one is very toxic, potentially cancer-causing medication. The condition didn't resolve. So the next was oral ivermectin, also something horrible for you. Yes, I said that. Ivermectin is horrible. So is hydroxychloroquine. Horrible. Key those words, ivermectin, you probably find them both because I did. I really covered it a lot in that one study. Hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. I'll give you all the proof. The documents straight from basically the, the manufacturer data sheets. Straight from it. You can check it yourself. Nobody's got back to me and said, that's a bunch of garbage. Because you can't do it because it's straight from the safety data sheets. They are toxic. They sterilize you, among many other things. No wonder the big brother was permitting that to be kind of pushed. Remember, they always give you the right left. They give you that right left. I, and it's no different with the COVID thing. They gave you the freedom doctors that are all yoked up with the new age movement and all that other garbage and Michael Flynn and Jones and them and, and, and Mike Adams and how they're yoked up with the new age. And I'm telling you, a lot of sketchy stuff. The medical freedom doctors pushing ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine saying, you got to get it, you got to do it. No, you don't. I never advocated that. They have horrific side effects and you don't have to go that route. There's so many other things you could do from a natural standpoint where you're not dependent on those drugs and you're not going to sterilize yourself and, and do only God knows what else. Well, listen to the teachings I just did recently. The proof's all there, you know? Um, anyway, so he went... He got did oral ivermectin for some days, still didn't help it. Next may be a form of escalation therapy, such as alithrin, per, permethrin, and ivermectin in combination. Mm, that sounds not too horribly toxic, uh, but it does, actually. It appears he may have a case that is resistant to standard scabies treatment. So is this weaponized scabies? I, I wouldn't put anything past them, Okay. He is absolutely miserable and feeling desperate as his condition is unresolved. Papules, bumps on the skin, and nodules from the mites tunneling into him, I guess, may next appear as the condition worsens. As And I'm going to give you the remedy here in a sec. The secondary skin, and it's all free. Like everything I do, everything, just give it to you. Here you go. Praise God. Freely have I received, freely I give. Um, and secondary skin infections may develop as the skin begins to break down. Scabies is a serious health concern, as you well know. Cases are increasing worldwide while masses of people are on the move. Um, okay, so here is the scabies and Vive Silver Remedy Protocol. When I went up on the doctor's desk reference tab at dr-johnson.com, so doctor-symbol-johnson.com, the website that Invive put up for me back when I did the tour back in 06, if you if you want to purchase the Invive Silver, in the doctor doctor desk reference tab, 
it only had seven year itch. It didn't have an entry for scabies. It was an oversight. So I emailed the president. Pretty sure he had, I hope he has it up by now. But even if he doesn't, actually, mine's better because the, the problem you run into is if you're the manufacturer of something, that's the only thing you're going to tend to want to ever promote. Okay. So I give you some other stuff to do as well that you can do that will supercharge the silver. Okay. So this is a much better protocol that I have here in the PDF. Okay, again, it's for 5823. This is a much better protocol. If I was you guys, what I would do, I've, I've done, you know, the scabies one. I've done the, um, I'm going to give you one for lice today. Not, that's not even involving unvived silver. It's in something totally different, more economical. Um, we've done the, the tuberculosis or TB. We've done dengue fever in the past. We've done Ebola. We've, um, I don't know if I've done malaria, probably I, I have a protocol for malaria, but these are all things you can go reference and you can print them out off the PDFs. I've been doing this for about 30 years and every time I put out a protocol, it's typically the most, the best I know of from 30 years of experience as an alternative doctor and it's free. Normally you would have to go pay if you want to get this type of information from an alternative doctor. Get under the care and in the whole nine yards. So I'm trying to just give it to you. But what you would have to do is at least print these out. Because if we did get, God forbid, hit with an EMP or let's say we didn't even have, just say they take over the internet and the site goes down. Well, guess what? You can't get access to the audios or the PDFs or anything like that ever again. Okay. And if you don't have any of this information printed out, for, I say print because, you know, they could, again, EMP, then it's it's gone. I mean, obviously, if you had a, you could, what you could do is have like a USB thumb drive, put it on that, uh, and um, make sure it's shielded. So if we did hit, get hit with an EMP, the information on that thumb drive wouldn't be damaged. And now you can buy a terabyte one for like this incredibly low price. Well, that's a lot of information. And you can have it on there. And um, hey, if, if you don't have access, just wrap it in a whole bunch of tin foil. It's gonna it's gonna shield it. I mean, I would wrap it in multiple layers. It's just hard if you want to keep putting stuff up on there to constantly unwrap it. There are EMP proof bags you can get too. Um, just some things to think about there. Uh, but. On some of these protocols, I would have a tendency to maybe want to print them out just so you have it as a reference. So this is the Scabies and Vive Silver Rem Remedy Protocol. In Vive, 5,000 part per million silver mixed in aloe vera gel until the aloe vera starts to liquefy. Okay. When you, if you see the term AG cream, AG is the periodic table name for silver. Um, in the AG cream is this. You take the 5,000 and you put it in aloe vera until it starts to liquefy. You can also apply it straight to the skin. It's not going to hurt you. I mean, I don't, you know, it's not like putting on iodine, which is really, really tough. It, I mean, silver could be a little bit drying, but iodine you got to be genuinely careful with, uh, depending on the strength, the, the, like the Lugals. Now, that can be really good too. Um, so, 
they're saying apply this combination all over the affected areas of the body, wherever the scabies is. The treatment is typically repeated daily, okay? I don't see why you couldn't do it multiple times per day if you needed to, especially initially. I'm really, I'm one really big on let's get the job done and let's really go after it full bore at the beginning so that we can shorten the time that we're actually dealing with this thing. I, I do that with whether it's a cold flu, whatever. Let's go after full bore with the with the with the uh, whatever you're doing naturally alternative, and do it from that standpoint. Now, I also checked my essential oil manuals and Thieves essential oil blend, which is clove, lemon, cinnamon bark, eucalyptus radiata, and rosemary. Essentially, it's those five essential oils. That's what the thieves essential oil blend is you've heard if you key in thieves uh in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com you'll find out where we've talked about this uh that essential oil blend and the essential oil bergamot bergamot okay and this is all in the the pdf for this date so it's if you don't can't get it just check the pdf those are also indicated for scabies eradication okay now like if you didn't have any of the silver you could just try the essential oils i would would you gotta be careful with the thieves okay because it's got clove it's got cinnamon bark and rosemary and i'm telling you cinnamon bark and clove can light you up so especially if you had like worst case scenario scabies and it was around the genital layers you gotta be super super careful Okay, that's why I do like using this with something like aloe. Okay, uh, you would, but they are indicated for scabies. Okay, you could add small amounts of these essential oils to the Invive blend listed above, meaning the AG cream, the, the 5,000 part per million silver with uh, aloe. That would be essential having the aloe in there, if especially if you were going to do the um the essential oils the amount you would add would be to your tolerance levels as that would be different for different people and also depending on where you were applying it okay so just remember be careful when it comes to thieves uh, I, I use that stuff for i have a hand spray like a hand sanitizer natural hand sanitizer i use that and natural grain alcohol together and um it's probably the best hand sanitizer you're gonna you're gonna get okay all natural type stuff and um unfortunately the only place you can really get green alcohol is like a liquor store though so sorry about that but uh and again don't use isopropyl don't use that kind of alcohol with thieves you would only want to use grain there's there's reasons you don't want to use isopropyl anything with prop or meth tends to be not good and potentially cancer causing so uh, also taking one teaspoon or five cc's of the 5,000 part per million in vive uh, twice a day which means BID when you see BID it's twice a day upon waking and just before bed so you would take the five cc's you want to do always when you do a dose I would always hold it under the tongue for I mean, really, the reality is five minutes would be bare minimum. If you really wanted to get into the bloodstream, you can do it longer. You're not going to hurt yourself. And then when you're done, 
or if, if you can't handle the taste, just do a little organic peppermint oil on your finger, hit your tongue before you do it. Uh, hold it for five minutes at least. I would do it longer, if especially if you're in the initial stages. Really get it into the system. It's going to get right into the bloodstream. Uh, let me think of other things to do. Oh, and, and afterward, you'd want to brush your teeth. You know, what I do is I'll take a little bit of water, just a little bit, and then just swish it around my mouth. And I'll, I'll do a sip, swish around, swallow it, a sip, swish around, swallow it, another sip. And then I'll, I'll brush my, a lot of times I'll just brush my teeth with hydrogen peroxide. Um, like 3% food grade. They're three to 5%, whatever I, I make my own. So, um, that is a teeth whitener. And it's also super good for your immune system. You just don't want to do a ton of hydrogen peroxide because it is a strong oxidant. You've heard of antioxidants? What's well, a strong oxidant? And I'm not really big. I'm not a super big advocate on doing a lot of that internally. But I think I feel like a little bit's fine. I've been doing it for many, many years. Okay, so this goes on to say or, the oral silver is necessary due to the mite causing, the, the mite is the, the scabies mite, causing bodily inflammation burdening and suppression of your immune system uh i give my email I, i'm sorry i give the um the uh, website or if you order from me personally you can contact me that way uh, and then i also give my four-part presentation on colloidal silver the um history its uses the truth about electrically produced liquid silver and silver generators learn the difference between ionic silver and true colloidal silver and then what the rest is, is a whole bunch of other information on scabies. This would be another, it gives you a lot of the etymology, the, the whole thing behind scabies, how the eggs hatch and what cycles and uh, other things that you can do. Other way, and also symptoms of the scabies, exams and tests, home care, things you can do at home, which this is just about as important as the silver because washing your clothes and underwear at a very very high temperature um it tells you all about that okay you can also spray the effective air the affected areas with 500 part per million and five mouths over protein and uh let's see here um so it's a little bit redundant but overall it, it tells you um basically more about it and what to do about it okay so now and then then we have this and this was at the end of the thing where he was talking about scabies michael yawn lice are lice is now frequently popping up around the usa and here in panama lice spreads the epidemic typhus okay so that's one of the things lice does is it spreads typhus uh, he goes on to say, I've read several books on typhus. You don't want epidemic typhus. Typhus makes Spanish Spanish fever look like a minor inconvenience. I see direct evidence that the USA is being intentionally set up for also an epidemic of typhus, among all these other diseases they're bringing in. This is part of the whole chaos, you know, that they're bringing. For instance, schools are now being advised not to send children home just because they have lice, meaning they want to spread it to the other children. Epic air, unless you're waging biological warfare, which is, in this case, pretty clever. Now, I didn't have a protocol for lice, but I found one on Natural News, and it looks like a good one. 
uh, and it tells you what to do and you, you don't you really 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 don't want to go uh, the uh, pharmaceutical way with this just like the scabies I mean it's very very toxic um, the you can buy effective over-the-counter treatments from pharmacies, shampoos, lotions, gels, and sprays, but when a product says it kills lice and their eggs on contact, what are the risks? The active ingredient in the largest selling products is pyrethrum extract, which comes from uh, the chrysanthemum flower. While this is a natural plant-based product, it is a potent insecticide. At high enough doses, it causes convulsions and death. Why would we want to put a neurotoxin on a child's scalp to be absorbed into their skin? Because the skin is a very absorptive thing. The prescription brand called Spinosad, an insecticide derived from the bacteria found in soil, this insecticide is used for flea control in pets taken orally. Thank God we have alternatives. The same company that sells uh, the most over-the-counter lice killer also makes an electronic lice comb that kills lice on contact with an electrical charge so that humans can't feel it. Now, that's not, that's all well and good. That's not really what I would even focus in on at all. You do probably need a lice comb. It'd be good to have that. But the best alternative is topical application of olive oil or coconut oil. I've, I've heard more olive oil. You're trying to smother these things. You could also add up to 20 drops of the essential oils to olive or coconut oil. Like tea tree oil helps to kill the lice and spearmint repels them. Okay, so those are two to think about. Tea tree oil and spearmint. Method one, liberally cover the hair with oil, leave on for 30 to 60 minutes and comb carefully with the lice comb. Now, if you did this and you wanted to use the um, tea tree oil, that'd be good too. You'd get probably even a better kill rate. Um, so you shampoo, then you repeat every two days for two weeks. Then method two, rinse hair with apple cider vinegar. Let it dry. Do not rinse out. Cover the hair with oil and leave it in for a day. Shampoo. Comb carefully with a lice comb. The vinegar cuts the stickiness of the nits to the hair shaft so that they can be removed with the shampoo and comb. This method is reported to be a one-time treatment. Check with lice comb in 10 days to make sure you don't repeat it. All the bedding, towels, combs, brushes, hats, coats, cloths worn, car seats, etc. need to be cleaned. Okay, so all the particulars are in there regarding that and regarding the scabies. So I'm not going to really go further down that uh, thing much more. But I, the, the, again, it's here to print out or to put on like a thumb drive or something like that, whatever you want to do. Okay, so switching gears, but... Still on the health-related uh, topic, thermographic imaging shows massive blood clots in the COVID vax. Now these are now this would be asymptomatic or symptomatic, but in this particular regard, they're saying these people are asymptomatic, meaning they're not they're 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 going through life. They don't even think they have anything wrong. They've got these massive blood clots in their legs, and they're able to prove that through thermography, which is an imaging that's been around for quite a while. I mean, I can remember when I was in chiropractic college, uh, 1992, I can remember uh, the the president of our college, Sid, and he was he was advertising the uh, Atlanta area about thermography. It's So it's been around for a while. Thermography or thermal imaging can detect abnormal internal body temperatures allowing it to highlight areas of inflammation and poor blood circulation. 
It is the most effective, non-invasive way of detecting deep vein thrombosis, otherwise known as blood clots. Biologist Felipe writes in Brazil. Remember, as I've stated in the past, I believe natokinase, the enzyme natokinase taken on an empty stomach, is the best thing for um, dissolving these blood clots. Now, regarding the COVID blood clots that are like these Franken blood clots, I really don't know. I think if a person were to have been on natokinase from the moment they got the shots, uh, and maybe the natokinase would never allow it to form, I don't know with somebody who has these gigantic, fibrous, Franken, GMO-type blood clots, if natokinase would be enough to break them down. I, I just I have no idea. You'd have to run clinical studies, that type of thing. And it also naturally thins the blood. So you never do natokinase with um, <clears throat> with blood thinners. It's a contraindication. Bill has his own line of thermographic imaging equipment and began diagnosing his vaccinated patients who were <laughs> injected with the COVID shots. What he found was extensive blood clotting throughout the entire vascular system in asymptomatic people who received the shot. This image was taken of a 23-year-old athlete. The oh. dark lines are blood clots. I mean, they were, it reminds you, now you, you won't be able to see this with the naked eye, but <clears throat> what's going on under the skin would remind you of a gigantic varicosity in the upper part and the lower part of the leg. But in this particular case, it's more the upper thigh a place where you normally wouldn't see a gigantic what they call varicosity varicose vein but it's a really big fibrous tenuous varicosity the thing is huge and you can clearly see it on this thermography imaging i mean <laughs> these people are <clears throat> walking time bombs this 23 year old got the shot but has no symptoms Felipe Wrights also conducted live blood analysis, and like we've been hearing from several other researchers, <laughs> Wrights is reporting the presence of foreign structures taking shape in the blood of the vaccinated, and has shown how the blood cells clump together as a result of getting the shot. Right, that's the Rolais formation, uh, the extreme, extreme, extreme stacking of the red blood cells, Ro Rolais formation, which would just totally, you would have no endurance uh you would wear out very very quickly um it's just you'd be very very clone prone to clotting because the the blood cells themselves are clotting by the hundreds or are stacked by the hundreds so it's just horrible last week dr richard fleming posted a video of what happens when the genetic vaccines are added directly to human blood <clears throat> after adding the jansen vaccine to a healthy blood sample the blood can be seen under magnification as it begins to clump and cluster together in real time. Wow. In studies performed by Natural News, it was concluded that these so-called blood clots are almost entirely lacking key marker elements that would be present in human blood, yet show significantly higher concentrations of elements that are used in electronics and circuitry. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, this probably has something to do with the nanotech and the you know the metals being injected into people and and uh they're they're not normal they're like i said they're like franken clots they're just this like another life form in in the body uh, a parasitic almost in nature 
CEO of Moderna, the company that price gouged their customers by 500% for the deadly shot, was given a 50% raise after cashing in. He won't be able to spend it in hellfire, though. $100 million of stock. The longer we go without justice, the more acceptable this becomes. Moderna is now investing in the future of their clot shots. This is a piece of string, a strand. This is one of their commercials. Doesn't seem like much, unless it's a strand of mRNA, the code of life inside every cell of your body. Then it has the power to change everything. They show two lesbians making out for a second. Um, and, um, yeah, messenger RNA, DNA, these types of things. Things that we should never, ever, ever mess with. That makes us who we are. That God put there. And they're totally modifying it, changing it, deleting certain markers through these clot shots and, and other other vaccines as well and they're tr again they're trying to put it in a host of other things mrna has already changed how we fight viruses it has created medicines at unprecedented speed <laughs> all lies every everything they, they do is total pure pharmaceutical medical cartel satanic lies could change. I mean, presenting it in this positive light. How we stand up to multiple diseases. God forbid you rely on your own immune system and feed your own immune system so that it does its God-given function. From the widespread. To the extremely rare. individualize how we approach cancer cancer which there's you know probably you know a hundred different cures for and they suppress every one of them one strand of mrna could change life for the better uh -huh. yeah. everywhere lies and the company that's getting us there moderna mm -hmm. this changes everything you know, it changes your DNA into something that you're not even fully human, but yeah. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Okay, so we have that. <clears throat> Next report along the same lines. Messenger RNA shots are, are electromagnetic devices. Nanoparticles in the vax kill cells via electromagnetism. And there's question marks after this. So I'm going to go ahead and play this video. So unless you live in the middle of the Sahara Desert or somewhere similarly isolated... It's just impossible to live in a world as natural as the ones that our ancestors did, for one simple reason. No matter where you go, the world is absolutely flooded with electromagnetic fields. They're constantly emanating from all over, a constant byproduct of modern technology, from cell phones to x-rays to today's high-tech cars. Yeah, EMFs are everywhere and basically inescapable, and that's a problem because we have evidence that they're not harmless. In fact, we have all kinds of evidence suggesting how harmful they actually are. There are studies indicating that EMFs inflict stress on the body, not a dramatic amount, but enough constantly to gradually damage countless body systems. EMFs can break DNA strands, messing up cells, leading potentially to super cancers, diabetes, heart disease, depression, infertility, a whole slew of negative side effects or intended consequences. 
And all of this ought to be common knowledge, but scientists who investigate this question have had their reputations smeared, their research sabotaged. Does that sound familiar by any chance? All of this was ominous enough when EMFs were limited to our phones and other electric gadgets, but now on this program, we've had guests advancing the theory that these bioweapon injections are not actually mRNA vaccines at all. Instead, their mRNA shots are electromagnetic devices. We've heard a lot from Karen Kingston on this topic. In particular, Karen says that these shots include nanoparticles that can be activated by EMFs and then used to kill cells around them. Believe it or not, this topic intersects with one that Tucker Carlson's cancellation may be involved with just yesterday, the theory that he got canceled for his skeptical coverage of the vaccines. Fox has taken a lot of cash from Pfizer over the years, make no mistake. Yet at the same time, there's a lot that Tucker did do and did not uncover on his show, and maybe that was related to what got him potentially ousted as well. Karen Kingston joins us now with thoughts on all of this. Karen, thank you so much for coming. So EMFs translating languages, essentially, to those people who are injected or possess this nanotechnology as a result of shedding, even if they avoided the shots, can now be controlled and or killed. It's like a kill switch. Is that right? Well, the electromagnetic fields do activate what they're calling a spike protein, which are the electromagnetic nanoparticles. So we're being exposed to these, whether it's in uh, the aerosol attacks in the air or the food or the injections. And the injections are the highest um, quantity or toxicity level that you'll get of these nanoparticle technologies. Right. So um, what I said early on or last year, you know, that you cannot do gene editing technology, you can't produce spike proteins without electromagnetic fields. That's the basics going back to the 1980s out of La Jolla, and I was attacked for it. But, you know, these aren't nano scissors. You need electromagnetic fields to split the DNA to do the gene editing to then produce the toxins. And then the electromagnetic fields can also control the nanoparticles. And I, and I think what's really important is that we have these experts and doctors who are saying, there's no such thing as nanotechnology. That's a red herring. You know, we really need to talk about mRNA vaccines and biology. Well, haven't and we already determined that mRNA is what the real red herring is here? Yeah, the term mRNA vaccine <clears throat> or biological spike protein, those are the red herrings. And the evidence is on Pfizer's website. The evidence is on Moderna's website. And the evidence is in the DOD contracts. So let's just go to another piece of evidence for your viewers. So everyone knows that Pfizer entered into a contract with the Department of Defense in July of 2020. If you go to the section for manufacturing development plan for Pfizer, it states they have to adhere to the good manufacturing practices, not just for adulterated drugs, but also for adulterated devices. It specifically states that under 21 USC, um, regarding and manufacturing practices, GMP, this plan shall adhere to 351A2B. So 21 USC 351A2B, and I've worked on class three medical devices, is for class three medical devices. It is described here um, as a device under section 36E. We don't have time to go into section 36E today, but that was added under the Obama administration in the Cures Act for accelerated review and basically criminal biological experimentation on humans with breakthrough technology devices. So this is cited in the DOD contract. So they wouldn't cite the law that Pfizer needs to adhere to good manufacturing practices for electromagnetic devices unless there were electromagnetic devices in the injections. It's that simple. Don't overthink this. So a device is, is defined as, um, as basically a machine, an apparatus, or a contrivance. A contrivance is something that can be biosynthetic. So it's, 
technology that imitates biology and can have medical or nutritional value. That's why they're putting these bioweapons in the food as well. So these are the definitions of, of what an electromagnetic device is. Now, the contract also goes on to talk about the lipid nanoparticle technology. It is technology. They state several times about the LNPs and the lipid nanoparticle formulation. How does the FDA define a lipid nanoparticle technology? Well, in 2011 and then in 2017, they updated their guidance on classifications for drugs versus devices. They specifically talk about gold nanoparticles. And this should make people's hair stand up and this should make them outraged and they should go and demand that these are removed from every facility in their community. They define a lipid nanoparticle as a device and specifically when they talk about the gold nanoparticles, which Pfizer's are gold graphene oxide nanoparticles, I've shown that on your show, it says uh, when they are injected into a tumor site and exposed to electromagnetic energy, they absorb electromagnetic en energy and convert it to thermal energy, to heat energy. This heat is then transferred to the surrounding cells or tissue, and this heat transfer causes the cancer cells to die. So one of the mechanisms that this can actually exterminate people is that if there is electromagnetic fields that are, are given off from cell phone towers or from your cell phone itself, it can activate this technology in your body to give off enough heat to annihilate the cells and, and the tissues around this. I said this when I was on your show the very first time in July of 2021, and I was hit for it. But this is what it is. So there can be a kill switch to activate the nanotechnology. And there's more than one technology in here, and I think that's important for people to understand as well. It is programmable. As you go through the FDA guidance, it clearly states too, under a device, the term device does not include software functions. So you go to 360.0J of the law, and it basically says that um, the HHS secretary um, and the head of the FDA shall not include software function as part of the device if it's, it's if intended for maintaining and encouraging a healthy lifestyle and unrelated to the diagnosis, cure, mitigation. So if our HHS secretary said, oh, well, we know there's software in this technology, but really it's for the benefit of people, we're not going to monitor it. Now, if you go to Moderna's old website, what do they call mRNA? mRNA is software. It is a temporary set of instructions for cells to make a protein. They call it software. If you go to Pfizer's website, what do they call it? They say mRNA is the instructions to code for the spike protein. They call it software codes. Stu, why don't people understand this? That this is a software program in nanotechnology? Well, because like we've explained so many other times. Yeah, I've covered that very many times that it's a software. That, that I believe they call it the software of life. Um, <clears throat> and they've bragged about it. And again, when you get these injections and you have the right reader on your smartphone and I've given I've given in previous studies the the um, programs that you'd have to download in order to enable your phone some phones it works automatically some you have to download programs for depending on what kind you've got the smartphones I, I don't have one so I can't do that but um, <clears throat> what happens is is you pick up these 12 digit alphanumeric codes and the alphanumeric codes are individual for that person. The Bluetooth, um, the Bluetooth enabled device on the phone will pick that up. And they're password protected, so you don't know what the passwords are. But these are like installing a software program in you. Every and the all the COVID shots are doing that. So many people are used to listening to AM radio and watching. 
cable broadcast news, that's what they do, and then they just tune out. They read the front page of their newspaper, and then they just tune out. They have conversations with people in their communities, and then you're just crazy for talking about it. Yeah, but why don't attorneys understand this? Why, why don't That is the real question. Why do people who know claim that they don't know? Why do people who know and know that they know do nothing with what they know? That is an enemy. That is somebody who's complicit in carrying out an extermination uh, on a level like we've never seen before. Well, and I want to be clear. This, this is in violation of U.S. law. The Congress cannot pass laws to make it legal to criminally experiment on human beings. So when the FDA approval happened on August 23rd of last year, I went on your show on August 25th and said, game over. I knew these were devices because under 18 U.S.C. 814.9, pre-market approval for a device they had two weeks to disclose this advanced technology that's in these devices that were developed as a bioweapon. We've shown on your show that the mRNA uh, vaccine technology was patented for use as a bioweapon. Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine don't have these patents. So people were not disclosed because of these ridiculous laws. But under the Geneva Convention, Article 50, it states that willful killing, torture, inhumane treatment, including biological experiments, um, resulting in great suffering or serious injury to body or health, is what is the gravest international war crime you can commit. So we know these are technologies. We know no one was disclosed that these were technologies. We know these technologies are used as weapons of biowarfare. We know that they're activated by electromagnetic fields that went up all across our country during COVID-19 beginning in 2020. Why aren't people taking it upon their own authority to go to the sheriffs and say, these are weapons, get them out of my community now? Yeah, that's exactly what needs to happen. And we had Sheriff Lamb on here the other day. Off the air, he told me that he wished that more people would come to him, more victims would come to him and tell them, tell him, tell the officers, tell the deputies, I have been injected with a bioweapon or something as simple as I have been assaulted with a weapon which led to injury or my mother was assaulted with an injury and it led to her death. People now need to fight for themselves. Go to your local authority, go to your sheriff, use real language. The language is this. These are weapons. You have been attacked. You have sustained an injury or somebody that you know, love and care about has been killed as a result of an assault with this weapon. It is time now to take legal action, criminal action, hold them accountable. It is time now to indict, try and fry. Yes, very, very sad stuff. Uh, pretty hard to wrap your head around. Um, the next report is nanotech found in dental anesthetics. Again, they're putting this nanotech in so many different things, the food, the chemtrails, a lot of different things. But nanotech is now being found in dental anesthetics. Nanotech found in the vax, also observed in dental drugs. Welcome back. So Matt Taylor has become quite the fan favorite on this program as a hero who saw what was happening to America and used his own immense talents and hard work to escape and build a new life for himself abroad. Matt has two master's degrees in energy systems engineering and in architecture. He now lives in Ecuador, where he's built his own off-the-grid organic farm. It's fossil fuel-free, cell phone-free. It has its own water source. It generates its own independent electricity. Awesome. The envy of most of us at this point. Well, we started talking to Matt on this show during the rollout of the COVID shots after he got his hands on some of the vials of those vaccines, mixed them with his own blood, and then put them under a microscope wasn't exactly sure what he saw, but he knew that it was bad news. And since then, Matt has also conducted independent research on 5G and what it does to our bodies. 
Well, now Matt has a new project. In the past several months, Matt has collected a large number of samples of dental anesthetics, the kind used while filling a cavity or performing a root canal. He started to look at those under a microscope, and once again, what he's discovering is shocking him. According to Matt, the exact same nanotech that he observed in these vaccines is also showing up in dental anesthetics. Now, you might be thinking, oh, he's just seeing the same thing no matter what he puts under a microscope, but that's not the case. Matt says that he tested anesthetics from 2019, pre-COVID, and didn't find any suspected nanotech in them. We want to hear a lot more about that. To that end, Matt Taylor joins us now. Matt, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. I was here for you, Stu. Glad to be here. Take us through your findings here. Time is limited, so I'll be brief, but I, I'm finding the same stuff in different products. The news has been going around that it's in everything. We've been hearing that all over the place. Yeah, right? we've been hearing that it's in the skies, in our chemtrails, it's in our food, it's in our plants, it's in the water. It's everywhere. That's all true. And the the, the disappointing part for me is that all these, all of us who have stayed away from these shots, um, now they're putting in other products that we can't avoid. So uh, I'm, I'm late in coming to this information because I want very much to not instill panic, but I don't know what else to do. And some days, too, I'm going to come on your show and give you really good news that this is not one of those days. Yeah. I, I started looking selfishly at uh, anesthetics because I was concerned, and I found some weird stuff, nothing nothing huge. So I asked a local dentist if, if she could hook me up with some old anesthetics, and I, I compared those two. The old stuff didn't have it in it. The new stuff did. And then uh, once I put that out on Maria Z, then I got a lot of inquiries from the people here. Um, I live in a very, very unvaccinated <laughs> uh, community. And I, so they they wanted me to start to look at this stuff. And so I did. And it keeps getting worse is the problem. The The latest ones that I've seen, the, the ones with the latest expiration date, are much more active, uh, same technology, different uh, rapidity in their formations, all these things. So they're, the, the answer is yes, they're putting it in absolutely everything and the injections are especially problematic because it goes straight to the blood. So you're saying that there's nanotechnology. You can see the same self-assembling circuitry that you found in the vials of these bioweapon injections that were referred to as safe and effective vaccines. And by places like the BBC are still being pushed onto people as they uh, intentionally murder people. That same technology is what you're finding in these dental products that you're talking about, the, specifically the anesthesia, anesthesia that's that's required for a root canal or a cavity fill. That's right. And I'm assuming for outpatient surgery and those kinds of things as well. Okay. Well, I mean, so I, how to not cause good. panic and concern with reporting that, I don't know. But you know, this is this is Matt Taylor testing this stuff. And I think right now, basically, the call would be for dentists, doctors in the dental field, people with access to these, with access to a microscope, go look at it yourself. Try to discredit these claims. Try to see if this is something that's widespread or if it's just localized in Ecuador, which I don't think that there's any reason to believe that's the case, um, and see how far widespread this is. And then if you are a doctor at a dental facility, if you are a dentist or a dental hygienist or a technician and you look at these and you find this, are you willing to report it? Are you willing to ask the questions? Why is there self-assembling nanotechnology in the anesthesia that we use in our patients? I mean, I think that's a good place to start. Do you agree? It's it's just anesthetic. So why the hell is this stuff in here? But luckily, we're out of excuses. So if, if it's illegal to look at the vaxes, uh, then fine. Now it's not. 
anybody can get their hands on this and please repeat my work. And so I, my approach on this is uh, there's only so much that I can do. I'm getting this verified by other microscopists because of your show and because of you hooking me up with other people. Other people are doing this. So this is an appeal to the microscope army to get out there, get a microscope and get a router and start doing this. Why, it, it, has anybody it, ever it, asked it, themselves the question, why would it be illegal to look at the contents of the Pfizer vials or the Moderna vials? Why, why would that be illegal to do? Can you, can you explain that, Matt? Uh, we know why. No, we no, know the answer. But That's it, a rhetorical it, it, question. Yeah. We absolutely know why. It's illegal because they don't want you to find the self-assembling circuitry. They don't want you to see the nanotechnology. They don't want you to know about the bioweapon, the hydrogel, the pegylated lipid nanoparticles. They don't want you to know about the absence of mRNA while they've been gaslighting you and psyoping you into believing that these are mRNA technology invented by Dr. Robert Malone. They don't want you to see that the empire of lies has literally lied about every single aspect of what's inside of these vials, ultimately in syringes, and then going into the arms of your children. That is causing people to die suddenly all over the planet. They don't want you to know what's in the anesthetics that's being used at your dental office they don't want you to know what's in the lettuce that they're spraying and what they're growing in these fake meat laboratories they don't want you to know that it's in your food in the sky in your aerosol sprays and everywhere else virtually in every other aspect of your life they want you encoded with this nanotechnology and they're going to do it by any means necessary they will not stop unless they are stopped matt taylor thank you so much for your findings and for being here I appreciate it god bless you he would be a really the matt taylor guy would be a really good one to uh do some good independent researching a lot of these things um <clears throat> it's my thought regarding the nanotech i'm going to get into this next but la quinta columna and I, I posted this before but they did a uh, an experiment for the removal of nanotech from the covid vaccines now listen we're probably all loaded with this just not to the same extent that somebody's covid vaxxed in the video shared by la quinta columna which is the spanish group a person who has taken the injection is in a field and is emitting a Bluetooth, you know, 12-digit alphanumeric code like we've talked so much. In fact, I've got a whole file on it for those that are interested that can be seen on the mobile phone. Yeah, they're showing the mobile phone, picking up the 12-digit code. The two operators then use a pulse EMP circuit over the injection site, even though, you know, the reality is it's probably all throughout the body, in both arms of the person emitting the signal. After a minute of use, the operators were not able to get a Bluetooth signal from the injected person. Uh, the chip, well, the nanotech was disabled. This was a painless procedure. It doesn't hurt, you won't even feel it. Um, they simply just waved the coil over the vaccination site and deactivated the chip. Now, I would love, somebody needs to make these, man. Somebody needs to make these or find out where we can buy them. I, I looked and I looked and, I mean, I'm, I'm always, I'm just always constantly doing research. And I can't find this, okay, this device. They show the device and it does not look very complicated, but, um... It looks like it would be pretty simple to make. I looked at the website they have associated with that one, and it's a website that's ftwproject.com, but it's it's a bunch of new age garbage and stuff I would say highly stay away from. Or Oregon, highly stay away from that stuff. It's beyond new age. It's 
I've done whole studies on Oregon. If you want to key it in the keyword search box, it's not good. It's a bunch of new age stuff to really, um, they're just shield. There, there's nothing in here to actually fry nanotech. I did do a search on eBay and, um, I did EMP pulse generator for nanotech. Okay. Or just EMP, EMP, electromagnetic pulse generator. Okay. And a couple devices came up. These devices aren't really controversial. The one is 150 megahertz EMP generator, electromagnetic pulse generator. And basically it looks like what it's for is this will actually light up a, uh, like a uh, compact fluorescent or, or probably an LED bulb. It can actually put energy out and it will actually light one of those bulbs. You can also use it to check, um, you can, it can be used in electronics factories, laboratories, electronic research and development and other factories to test electronic motherboard experiments for NINTI interference testing. I don't know if this would be strong enough to fry nanotech in you. Maybe it is, I don't know. It's only like, you know, it's anywhere, there's a couple different versions. It's anywhere from like 35 to 50 bucks, depending on which one you get. Um, but I don't, I have no idea if this would get the job done. Uh, it's probably, it's probably not adequate, but I have no idea. This is not my area of expertise. I just don't know. So anybody that wants to research that, I mean, what would be awesome is is to get uh, one of those, like something that would do that, and then reach back out to uh, this Mark Taylor, this electrical engineer that we just heard interviewed. I can't find, again, you know, Stu Peters, when he has guests on, so much of the time you, you can't find them. Some of the time you can, if they're selling a whole bunch of products and they're whatever, making money. But if they're not selling anything, it's like they're impo I can't find any trace of this guy on the internet, this Mark Taylor, this electrical engineer that lives in Ecuador. What would be awesome is to get one of those in his hands. Okay, some type of EMP generator. These guaranteed they're not going to be that expensive. I'm thinking out loud here. Okay, and if any of my listeners want to act on this, please do because I, I just don't, I, I don't have the time to do it all. I am so maxed out as it is. Um, and to like get him in on the loop on this it's one thing to me to have looking to columna in the in the in the 12 digit alphanumeric codes gone that is awesome i love that but also as a follow-up to take the blood of the person okay whether they've been covid vaxxed or not because they probably have nanotech test the blood under under his microscope, he's got high dollar microscopes. I mean, Mike Adams could do this too. I don't know if he would. And look at the blood, identify the nanotech, do the EMP thing, okay? Verify first that the alphanumeric code's there if they're COVID vaxxed, just like Lakinta Columna. But at the same time, on the other side, okay, then verify the 12 digit alphanumeric code's gone, okay? So the the nanotech's been fried, but I'd also like to look at the blood. Now, I also know that it's going to take, if the nanotech's been fried, I would imagine it's still going to be in the blood. 
you know, until the body can actually deal with it. And how that happens, I don't even know. Through some detoxification process. The reason I'm saying that is because nanotech's not normal to be in the blood. Um, God forbid it would just linger there. I, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. I think the body would dispose of it. Um, maybe check the blood right after and then a week later and then two weeks later and just look at the actual amount of nanotech in the blood and also verify that the 12-digit alphanumeric code hasn't reappeared. See, to me, that would be definitive in knowing some little portable EMP device. You could go around and EMP all your friends and your family or whoever was open to it, fry all their nanotech that's in them and they may find, wow, I've got like all these health problems I had are gone. Because we have no idea how many health problems this nanotech that they're putting in every and they're they're continuing to do it and we're gonna the, the next report we're gonna see that again they're continuing to layer and slather it on with these dental we're gonna see it with the dental uh, anesthetics we're gonna look at that more in depth well we already did but I'm just thinking out loud and I'm thinking about what would it would be so awesome if there was some kind of low cost portable EMP device, electromagnetic pulse. Now what you'd have to be careful of with it, even if it's low, you want it to be low powered. You don't, you don't want it to be frying everything within a, like a hundred foot perimeter or something. Cause you know, unless you're like way out in the woods or something, don't have any electronics on you. Um, or if you do make sure they're shielded. And even then I would probably get it out of the, zone but something that you know maybe has a i don't know six foot radius maybe i don't know it'd have to be powerful enough to get the job done though and see these are all things that are above my pay grade i don't i don't it's not my area of expertise and the only way you're going to be able to know is before and after before and after microscopy before and after checking for the bluetooth signals and i think it's something that you would really need to do like okay that day a week later, two weeks with the blood work, especially. And then also checking for Bluetooth. How awesome would that be, though, if there was just some kind of portable EMP device we could buy and, and you could go around and just use it over and over and, and, you know, destroy the nanotech in people? I'm just thinking out loud. Any of my listeners, people, Please feel free to explore that route. You don't have to have my permission. I, I'm, I'm asking you to do it. Um, then we have this. Dentists say unexplained pain and tooth loss may be linked to the COVID vaccine. Dental experts are seeing an exponential rise in patients with head and facial, neurovascular, and myofascial pain, including headaches and toothaches that are not caused by the tooth, osteonecrosis of the jaw, sleep issues, tinnitus, and oral and auto uh, facial autoimmune conditions. Dentists have reported seeing more patients with, with a range of mysterious and severe symptoms associated with teeth and bone since the rollout of the experimental COVID vaccine. Um, Alabama oral facial pain and dental sleep medicine specialist Dr. Amy Hartsfield told Epic Times that she's seen a massive increase in patients with severe ailments who had previously taken the COVID jab. Since the vaccines were rolled out, 
Hartsfield has seen an exponential increase in patients with head and facial neurovascular myofascial pain, including headaches and toothaches, not caused by the tooth, osteonecrosis of the jaw, sleep issues, tinnitus, oral and facial autoimmune conditions. Okay, I've seen patients with no previous history of health issues who have perfectly healthy teeth and now have pain syndromes associated with these healthy teeth. Well, let me tell you something. I went last, it was been about a year, and I got that wisdom tooth I had that was impacted, extracted. I regret it so much, I can't even tell you all. I should have just left it alone. My two back wisdom teeth were, I've told the story before, they were like gray colored. And I'm like, I'm brushing my teeth. Why do they look like they're, I thought they were dead. No, as soon as the dentist saw it, he says, oh, he says, did you do tetracycline when you're young for like acne? I'm like, yeah. He says, well, it, when the wisdom teeth were coming in, that's why they're gray. This, it's common. We see that with people previously that had done tetracycline. She just said, thank you, doc, and walked out. If it starts giving me problems, I'll get back to you. No, I scheduled to have the impacted tooth removed because he was saying, you know, that's how they make money. He said on the x-ray it showed that maybe a cavity was forming. I didn't see anything. And I've, I've read x-rays for probably just as long as he has, if not longer. Now, granted, I don't read teeth x-rays. I read spinal x-rays for a chiropractor. But I was what they call a green coat in chiropractic college. It was a specialty within x-ray. I put a lot of extra schooling into x-ray. And I really didn't see it. But I reluctantly went and did it, and it was horrific, and they used all kind of dental anesthesia, and I'm thinking I got all kind of nanotech. I got all, and it was the most chemically tasting weird stuff, and I got the nanotech. So I'm, you know, Cyborg Scott now. That's my new nickname, you know. Uh, so I have never had more health problems in the last year weird nebulous stuff going on also live half a mile from two gigantic 5g towers which is horrible but i think in combination with the nanotech remember the nanotech and the 5g work hand in hand in glove i got a mega dose i've had all kind of weird stuff going on i'm, I'm actually doing better but i've had this this ongoing teeth issue it's not even in the area that I had the um, extraction. It's it's in the, I had the extraction in the lower back. This is in the upper. And he told me this might happen. He said, when you get when you get a wisdom tooth out, sometimes and a lot of times what will happen, this is another reason I so regret doing this, is the tooth that was butting up against it, the, the wisdom tooth that was butting up against it above, because I have I've had all my wisdom teeth. I've never had a tooth removed. I've never had a cavity. Should have just left well enough alone. You know, like the whole expression goes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Oh, so yeah, because that tooth wasn't budding up against it anymore, that tooth said, ah, this is weird. I'm going to start coming out. It's called super eruption. Sure enough, it did it. That is what's created all this. I've just had this nebulous uh, pain. I've had jaw. I, I feel like I've had jaw infections. I've had to do the silver for it. And then I think I got it licked and then it, it ends up coming back. And I'm like, all of this because I had that dumb wisdom tooth extracted that I should have left well enough alone. Not only that, I got all that anesthesia and then, you know, them, them injecting you with the Novocaine to get the tooth out. It was horrific. Um, so 
I can relate to this. I can totally relate to this. When she says, when this expert, when this um, dental sleep medicine special and oral fa facial pain specialist, Dr. Amy Hartsfield says, since the vaccines rolled out, Oh, um, she says, I've seen patients with no previous history of health issues who have perfectly healthy teeth and now have pain syndromes associated with these healthy teeth. Now, for me, it wasn't because I took the COVID vaccine, but it was a combination of things. It was the fact that I probably got a nice big gigantic dose of nanotech and the super eruption problem, which, and then me living near the 5G towers, which is all these things that it's like the, the perfect storm. So I just, what I need to do is just stay on the high dose silver for a, for an extended period of time, way past after I stop having pain and do the other things I've been doing. And I've been doing a ton for this, but I haven't been doing the silver consistently. And with the silver, if it's something that's in the bone, like an infection potentially in the bone and it's knocked it out every time, but then I get false sense of security. I think, oh, it's gone finally. I finally knocked it out. And then it slowly it comes back. So I know the silver works. I'm doing it with DMSO. It's penetrating deep, but bone is a tissue that's very hard to affect because it doesn't have a very good blood supply. It's very hard to get the silver to the target site because it's bone. It, it has a horrible blood supply and it's, you know, it's obviously bone and that's just... I think we can figure that out. So I'm I'm just saying that for anybody else in that boat as well that might be having these weird. Uh, I've had a lot of people email me about teeth stuff, particularly in the last three to four years. I've got a whole file now, a gigantic file on all the things that I have found that you can do for teeth health, and things that go into like. <laughs> hopefully never getting root canals those are horrible and the uh, implants are horrible and people that have been massively helped with cavities with the with the silver all kind of testimonials um my protocol for it um so anyway um she goes on to say these types of injuries affect both the nerves and blood vessels hartford claims to have discovered a myriad of health issues caused by COVID vaccine spike proteins and the tendency to cause micro blood clots. Well, also too, just being around in, in public, you're, you're getting the spike proteins. These are other things that contribute. There's, I just think that there's a lot of ways they're wearing us down. Um, she goes on to say, okay, consider the following case of Cheryl Averson, who began experiencing severe bone loss after receiving the Moderna COVID jab. Cheryl Averson, 79, came to Hartsfield after having all of her lower teeth extracted due to massive reoccurring infection that caused extensive bone loss. Hartsfield immediately ordered multiple blood tests, including several specifically related to blood clotting. They showed I had microclots all through my body. Now, this is something that actually took the COVID shot, said Averson. Hartsfield explained the microclots can interfere with bone healing after extractions. All the more reason to be on natokinase. What happened to Averson typically only occurs in patients who have been on osteoporosis medication and had radiation therapy, neither of which applied to Avers Alverson. Alverson had received the Moderna COVID-19 vaccines and a subsequent booster shot before issues began. 
She had not been infected with the COVID-19 virus prior to seeing Hartsfield. Alabama-based endologist, endontist, I'm sorry, endontist, Dr. John Collier has also seen far more patients experiencing an unbelievable amount of increasing facial pain. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for the stuff I'm doing, I probably would have been long gone long time ago long 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 time ago um you've got you I mean for certain people and depending on where you live and depending on how sensitive you are and depending on what your past is you've got to really i have found just it's an absolute battle for your health for me it is every day every single day i mean i can go out and do do stuff outside cardiovascular wise that um it's pretty good. Really good. I'm in some of the best cardio shape I've ever been in. Um, so you think, oh, there's nothing wrong. Well, yeah, you don't see all the stuff I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I do practice what I preach. Because <laughs> I take a lot. I really do. I don't feel like I have a choice. I, I really don't. I mean, I feel like it's kind of do or die for me. And um, so I think God's put me in this position so that I would continue to research and I would be more because if I didn't have all this stuff going on with me personally, I wouldn't have this gigantic drive to go do so much research about this stuff and have all the files that I have and and go to all these degrees that I go to to get this information into Word doc formats so that I can just give out for free because I know you know, a lot of times what it's like to deal with a lot of these health issues. And so I have a lot of compassion as a result of that because I've been through it, been going through it for a long time myself. Anyway, so um, going forward here, uh, uh, Alabama-based oral surgeon, Dr. Doug Dennison, has also seen more patients with facial pain that he's referred to Dr. Hartsfield. Because of this uptick and this troublesome symptoms and ailments, Hartsfield said she has now has to screen patients for their vaccine status. I've have, I have to screen these to see if they've been vaccinated, when and how many times, and then see if I can even treat them. Um, Hartsfield said most practitioners don't screen for COVID injection. When you ask the whole population to have a mandatory vaccine that has more side effects than any other vaccine in history, showing in the vaccine adverse event reporting systems and centers for disease control and data prevention, you will definitely see injuries. Okay, so now this is the very end of my current event prayer. You've heard me pray this before. I'm gonna go ahead and pray this real quick if you wanna come into agreement with me because I think we're all battling this nanotech and this nanotech, even though I know the vast majority of my listeners haven't been COVID vaxxed, like I said, they're getting us in, they're getting this stuff in us in different, various, and sundry ways. So I posted this little port part here, and um, this is another thing you can add into your prayers. Now, I also posted the thing from La Quinta Columna on this device they were using. The problem is, is I have no idea how to get that device. It's probably something they made. And um, I, I, I guess I need to go to their website, but they're in Spanish. I, I, I think they have an English part. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and pray this little 
prayer regarding this really quick. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray that you would deactivate, neutralize, destroy, and purge any and all COVID-19 vaccine spike proteins, nanobots, nanoparticles, nanotech, graphene oxide, microchips, implants, luciferase, hydrogel, wicked bacteria, viruses, candida, prions, and parasites in or on our bodies and to deactivate, neutralize, destroy, and purge any other wicked things the globalist elite may have gotten into our bodies in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we lose legions of angels regarding these prayers to accomplish your will, and we bind up every devil, demon, evil entity, fallen angel that would try to hinder these petitions um, and command them to go where Jesus tells them to go and command that none can come to take their place. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And I'm not saying that God couldn't just fix it all with that, okay? That could be the end for a ton of people. The problem is, is it's a continuing thing. You know, unless you're living like Bubble Boy or something in, or in an underground bunker and, you know, it's, it's so almost impossible not to be being exposed to these things because it's an ongoing thing. So, um, we have that. Now, the last thing, is this the last thing? No, it's not. Okay. Uh, I wanted to mention this. Okay, because I just found this out the other day. I got a lot of bombshells today. These are, like this last part, there's a lot of bombshells. I mean, I didn't know about the weaponized scabies. I didn't know that lice was a gigantic factor and um, how that could spread typhus. I wasn't fully aware of that. Um, I wasn't fully aware of the whole nanotech aspect and all the stuff that they were doing with the dental stuff and the fact that the nanotech is creating all these problems. I really believe in the dental industry and, and the COVID-19 shots too. There's a lot of stuff that was super bombshell in this part too. Um, this is also bombshell. Uh, and I, again, I try to always remember to pray for wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and the courage to use anything that God gives me like that and this I, I entitled this were you aware that the vast majority of organic grass-fed beef is vaccinated unless you can find a farmer who does not vaccinate but i could not find one online that's me personally now i'm not saying they don't exist i'm saying for me you have to understand though i can't sit here and spend four days trying to find just like I, I said before about that that um, little handheld EMP device, and I know I got listeners out there that are that are probably electrical engineers or maybe would know how to get something like that or maybe could research this better than me. Um, I really need to check look into Columna, but um, I wasn't aware of this, and I couldn't find one online. I asked my local health food store because I'm friends with them, really good. Every time I go in there, I kind of do like a little mini seminar typically. Um, and they gave me the name of a farm, but I checked it and they, the fat farm doesn't even do grass-fed beef. So they're going to try to find the, the local ones that do, if they exist around here, I don't know. So what does organic beef mean? The U.S. Department of Agriculture says there are no, and we're going to cover what organic beef means, but the U.S. Department of Agriculture says there are no messenger RNA vaccines approved for cows for this month. I think it was last month. Supposedly, none planned for this year. So, um, 
plus some Bible verses. Federal enforcement makes the organic label unique and more trustworthy than any other labels. In order to bear the organic label, beef must meet specific requirements about how the animal was, was raised and finished. Regulations stipulate living conditions that accommodates cattle's natural behaviors, like the ability to graze on pasture, a diet of 100% organic feed and forage, and prohibition of antibiotics and hormones. Organic farmers can't routinely use drugs to prevent diseases and parasites. Only only a few drugs, and they says such as vaccines, I didn't know vaccines were drugs, are allowed. Okay, so I'm like, well, do I just believe one source? So I went to different sources. Another source said um, some synthetic substances are listed as exceptions to the basic rule and are allowed for use in organic agriculture. Vaccines for animals are important disease prevention tools against infectious diseases. Whatever. There's far more greater things that you could do than use vaccines, but especially since antibiotic therapy is prohibited in organic livestock. So no, they don't use antibiotics and they don't use growth hormone, but you can use vaccines. Great. And that gets in the beef, obviously, and you're eating it. Organic beef comes from animals that are given no, no antibiotics or growth hormones but vaccines are not included in that. And then this is askthusda.gov websites. Okay. Two different ones. So I, that's a total of three different sources there. U.S. Department of Agriculture said there are no messenger RNA vaccines approved for cows. Well, thank God, but they have been approved for pigs for a long time. So any, I mean, particularly if it's non-organic pork, you're you're eating messenger RNA tainted pork, and I wouldn't really advise eating pork anyway. Just from the biblical minute, I I know the Bible says you can. In fact, we're going to look at that verse in a second. But it's there's there are biblical reasons for the Levitical dietary guidelines, and I did a whole study on that way back. Just key in Levitical uh, dietary, and you'll find it. Okay, there's there's wisdom in it. Is all I'm saying. No, we're not under the law. But there is wisdom in those guidelines. So um, let's go further here. Uh, all vaccines are given to animals at the, at the discretion of the owners. And there is no change coming to the policy in April of 2023. The department said, um, then they said there's no change coming to the vaccines for livestock this month, said Marissa Perry, a spokesperson for the USDA. There are no messenger RNA vaccines currently used for beef cattle in the U.S., according to the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. But that doesn't mean that can't change next month, from what I'm reading here. Now, um, let's see here. One of the things, obviously, a remedy, I'm thinking of remedies here, just like I had the, the prayer we just prayed. I floated the idea out there of, of finding some type of personal EMP device where you could deactivate all the nanotech that's inside your body i mean man talk about something that would be awesome you know that would be amazing because we don't know how long the nanotech's actually been in us we're just finding out about this more in the last you know one to two to three years but who knows how long they may have been doing this prior to this can you imagine and who knows how many health problems that that has caused just that one thing alone 
Now you have to understand if you can get rid of that one thing, you could say, yeah, but what about the heavy metals and the detoxification? Yeah, but you're, this is called total body burden. And they're, it's like death by a thousand cuts. They're trying to kill us like all these different ways. I think one of the main ways is nanotech. Well, guess what? Nanotech works hand in glove with the 5G. So if you could kill the nanotech in your body, the 5G all of a sudden doesn't have a major, major component on the way it kills you to work anymore. I'm not saying 5G can't affect you still, because it can. But you take away that, then all of a sudden the total body burden for that one category is gone. It's wiped off. Again, I'm thinking out loud here. Um, what that does is, is it allows other resources in the body to do other things. Like the body might have been robbing Peter to pay Paul just to deal with the nanotech for a ton of years. Okay. You kill it. So you deactivate it all. Now the 5G can't interact with it. Now the nanotech's not working. Now all of a sudden the body has excess energy to actually do detoxification that it did not have the energy before to do or some other process that's what i'm talking about and this is something that wouldn't you know if if you had to buy the device it's a one-time thing and i don't think they would be that expensive not according to what i saw from la quinta columna it didn't look like an expensive fact i don't know why i didn't think about this earlier I was only thinking, oh, this only applies to people with the COVID vaccine. I I don't think I was thinking near extensively enough. I didn't understand at the time when that came out. And that was a ways back that I got into that. That we're all being infested with the nanotech. You got the chemtrails. You got the food. You got the water. You know, you got the COVID shots. You got the shedding from other people potentially. Who knows? You know, now you got the dental analgesics and anesthetics, and I'm I think that they say they're putting them in drugs and other in injections and other vaccines and things of this nature. So all I'm saying is we could level and not level the playing field, but man, what a awesome thing that would be if we had access to something like that. And I don't think it's it's an expensive device we're talking about here. Um, here's another remedy. And I'll just read all these verses just because they all kind of go together. And if you've heard me read these verses quite a bit, mostly the first two, 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, then in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And this is the time we're living in. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, because it's the latter times. <laughs> speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Like that Luciferian that emailed me. Forbidding to marry, or what, like the Catholic Church says the priest can't, or the monks and the nuns? Yeah, forbidding to marry, because of their false religion, and commanding to abstain from meats. Now that word meats means basically food. Well, what are we getting with, what did we just talk about last week? How they're trying to get us to stop eating beef, which is really essential for spiritual warfare as i've gotten into in other studies they're trying to get us to eat crickets they're trying to get us to become all vegans and and to become weak sickly and that's another part of the whole plan so we know we're this is the time we're living in which god hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth for every creature of god is good and nothing to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving 
for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. So again, I think this is why it's very important to receive your meals with thanksgiving and um, pray over your meals. Pray that God bless and sanctify the food. Thank them, thank the Lord for the food and pray that he bless and sanctify the food of your body. Now, this is another obvious biblical remedy for what we're talking about here. Okay, so, and I'm sure there's times I've forgotten to, I try to remember and, and you know, I get going like a chicken with my head cut off and I can't say I've always remembered and, and um, but I think it's super important. Um, so I'm trying to give you biblical remedies. I'm also trying to give you, um, I don't know, physical remedies, things that you might be able, maybe technological remedies, things of this nature. Last thing I just wanted to mention, because I mentioned this, I think the last time or the time before, uh, update, the Heaven's Harvest long-term storable food that Stu Peters Network sells is a real mixed bag. Details. Here's the details. Because I went back and looked at it this more extensively. Uh, the meal entrees almost all contain aluminum, okay, like I said before, in the form of sodium silico aluminate. The compound, this compound contains aluminum. Aluminum consumption has been linked to Alzheimer's and brain disease. It's one of the main components of chemtrails. I mean, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible for short-term memory. It's not good, not good at all, okay? And they're literally putting it in almost all their meal entrees. Uh, the reason they're doing it, and I'm sure the reason they will say they're doing it, is because it's what they call an anti-caking agent. You'll see it a lot if you go into a restaurant and, they, you know, they have the packets of salt. Now, I'm not saying that the regular salt they're using probably doesn't have it if it's in a salt, salt shaker. But, like, you know, those little packets you get and you kind of split them open? Well, if you read the ingredients, it'll say sodium silico aluminate. The reason they're doing that is because it helps the salt not get clumped. So they're putting aluminum, they put it in pancake batter, they put it in non-dairy, like powdered creamer, um, uh, salt, certain kinds of salt, and, um, you know, a lot of these, these long-term storable meals have it in it, okay? It's not fit for human consumption. They should not be selling this garbage, they should be warning their listeners about this, Okay? So there's other horrible ingredients in their meal entrees, like canola oil, horrible. I've done whole sections on canola oil, how bad it is for you. Corn syrup, you know, high syrup, corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup. Uh, yeast extract, which is a common way that MSG is hidden and many more. Okay, so I wouldn't touch any of their meal entrees, personally. Also, I see zero evidence anywhere that the ingredients are non-GMO. Why, if they're truly non-GMO, which I'm pretty sure they advertise, why are they not, why is that not listed on the label? It should at least be not, if they're, if it's, if it doesn't say non-GMO, guess what? They're genetically modified organisms, which I believe these meal entrees are. Because I see nowhere in the label that's stated or, or on the back label. And I looked, I can't find one place in the label where that's stated. So I'm, I can only assume that they're GMO. So I would avoid their their meal entrees, freeze-dried meal entrees like the plague. Now, I will say the organic line is, I think for the most part, about 100% free of these things, but outrageously priced. And it's the same starchy stuff. 
you're getting with the non-organic line it's really starchy it's so incredibly over if you look at what you're really getting and you look at how many calories you're getting per serving i mean it is outrageous it is absolutely and i understand the food prices and everything else but there is it is so outrageous what you have to pay for what you're getting um the freeze-dried food cans they sell in are a much better option as the ingredient lists are free of the bad ingredients the ones that i saw for the most part except for the powdered eggs which almost all powdered eggs have aluminum in it have aluminum in it um because it's that anti-caking agent thing you know i'm like he's <laughs> like don't you understand people don't want to eat aluminum there's got to be a better way you know i've i've gotten in the past i've got it in my storage um uh powdered or i think organic powdered eggs without the aluminum so it did at one time exist i don't think you can find it anymore i don't know but i still can't find one thing stating they're non-gmo so you know there's that which should be the bare minimum of, of what they're selling is if you ask me if it's called heaven's harvest come on you know you're gonna you're gonna play on religion and you know it's loaded like your meal entrees are loaded with canola oil and aluminum and corn syrup and yeast extract which is msg a form of msg and there's other things in there too a lot of really low quality garbage synthetic vitamins i mean you know anyway so it's a mixed bag with alex jones and the other ones with dave hodges and them the the, the my patriot supply which has now been rebranded to that other one well, I got into this in the last study. I can't even find the label for those. So I know, I mean, I did research it in the past and find it out. And that's all in the information I posted. I don't know if it was the last teacher, the teacher before that. It's all blur. But I did, I was able to find, but you won't, you won't be able to go up to their website and find it. I did. I had to dig and dig and dig and found what was actually in there. And it's horrific not fit for human consumption all kind of like uh, like 30 percent positive reviews or something or i i don't it was horrible people were saying they were getting sick eating it they're like oh i wanted to try I, I you know this is what people are going to find out when they've got boatloads of this stuff in their basement and you can't go to the grocery stores and like well it's time to finally kick it and they're going to find out they've got a whole bunch of garbage horrible unedible chemically laced food I don't know if you could call it food. So just, you're going to have to really do your homework. I don't have all the answers. I'm just saying regarding all this. Um, I've given a lot of the options I thought you might want to go with in the past too. So God bless you. Uh, probably I'm going to end up putting out a newsletter next week. I'm long overdue on that. So God bless you and we will see you in the next teaching.